0: From the heart of Franklin, Texas, this is Dangerously Wrong. Hanging on by a thread, but we are still here late night last night for the crew. We have been up in Waco, Texas, watching our Franklin Lions Lady softball team trying to qualify for the state tournament. That's a pretty incredible run that Franklin Athletics is on. Two nights in a row, a little deja vu, drove up there Wednesday night, scarfed down Chick-fil-A, had ice cream at 10 p.m., got home at 11, bed by midnight, Wake did it up, again repeat. last night. Yep. Lady Lions came up 8-0, first game a little short last night, 4-3 on a walk-off. Oh, man. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Uh, you kind of felt it was going that way. They had had a lot of chances to put runs on the board at earlier points in the game, and they were just not focused, just a little sloppy. And it was just one of those things where we've been around enough sports, you just had a feeling it wasn't just wasn't trending. And yeah. I told you this when we got ready to go to the series. The thing I hate about softball and baseball games in the playoffs is there's just an element of luck to it that is uh, just so difficult. And definitely was one of those things where our girls. Some breaks just didn't go the way you thought. Think about some of those hard-hit balls. I know, man. Literally right to people. The ball off that girl's leg that clears the bases of it. Yeah. Heartbreaking. But Lady Lions will be back in action on Saturday. Yeah, I think
1: Saturday will be a great game. It'll be
0: a great game. Uh, Tonight, huge. Huge event tonight.
1: Yeah, so Bronson, in his farewell tour, has been very busy
0: very busy
1: (laughs) and tonight i'm the i'm the busiest
0: unemployed person in the world facts bronson stewart is a guest speaker keynote
1: keynote speaker at franklin high's graduation incredible you're excited
0: i'm 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 actually nervous
1: wow I, i worked
0: on the talk this morning and i'm nervous way more nervous than preaching wow yeah so, That's crazy. A lot on the line. Got a $30 bet on can I work a Miley Cyrus lyric into the speech. Yeah, you better bet I will be recording. So we will see if uh, that can happen. And uh, it's going to be a great night. But we uh, we had promised you last week that uh, we would we were returning to the podcast roots. Two idiots talking about nonsense. And as is the case, the world turned pretty quickly. This week in Uvalde, Texas, not far from here. We we are about three and a half hours or so from San Antonio. Uvalde then outside of San Antonio, so not close. Some of our friends reached out to us. Uh, you know they don't understand Texas is a really really large state. Yes. Uh, I mean you can drive for days and still be in Texas. So Uvalde not near, but Texas is just a close knit state uh, in general, and so. Today there's no David reads the news, but there is a look. We're going to take a look at the situation, and we are going to stick true to our roots. Uh, we're not going to uh, get into a bunch of political nonsense. We're not going to talk about a bunch of political uh, slogans. We're going to deal with the facts. We're going to deal with it in a short amount of time. And if you've been with us from the beginning, you know our sole goal, and even us getting together on Fridays, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, And it's been, our whole goal has been to prove to people that you can work the truth of the gospel into every single thing. And so, horrific situation, 19 children, two students, 18-year-old gunman. Dave, initial thoughts about what happened in you, Voldy?
1: Well, Yeah, I think the first thing you just got to get out there is, you know, you just feel for the families. Um, and then you just begin to ask questions. You know, what What safety precautions are in place? Did they have safety precautions? If they had safety precautions, what did it look like? Is there anything that's going to deter a mass shooting? And I think once you started to look at the facts, and you started to look at the school in Uvalde, um, it seemed as if there was no safety precautions there were no armed officers contradicting
0: reports there are reports that there was an armed school resource officer who confronted the shooter there's been no though clarity on what does that mean what does confrontation mean certainly certainly it was after he no 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 it's it's been communicated that he was confronted on the on the front end Then how do you get in a classroom? That's a great question. There, there, there have not been answers to that. If you are watching the news, I think some of the things that make this conversation a hard conversation to have is that it appears that the police response was greater than an hour. Wow! Somewhere between sixty to ninety minutes. Like, what are we doing? They couldn't get in the classroom. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good conversation, and we're just trying to steer in the facts. You know, we can't break down. We're not in law enforcement. I did think about potentially trying to record a follow up. We've got some friends in uh, school resource officer safety. Yeah, maybe kind of cool if somewhere during this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we could try to get with them, record that, and bring that to you next week. Uh, and so let Dave work on that, uh, but. So from dealing with that side, you know, we're not gifted there. I I think the broader question is, as is predictable in the aftermath of it, Joe Biden issued uh, scripture and he issued a call for greater gun control? Predictable. And you also had believers issue their prayers. Churches all around had moments of prayer gatherings for Uvalde predictable yeah and then you had a radical left segment of society that said don't issue your thoughts and prayers predictable yeah uh, so for me I think the situation is if we're just trying to do what you and I do best which is just try to look at some facts I I wonder how do we move to a place where we quit dealing with empty platitudes and what is some solutions to to just this situation, our thoughts on why these things are happening, why these things are plaguing our most vulnerable, and um, you know, what why does the fallout continue to look like this? Parkland, Sandy Hook, you know, bring it near to home. Columbine was kind of the first one that brought on our generation's radar. What what is what do we what are we to make of that? But even maybe more so as believers, what are we to make of that?
1: Well, I mean, like people are screaming it's a gun problem, but like we know the true answer that it's a heart problem. Like we are, we live in a in a broken world, and and when things like that happen, you you see that on mass scale because not everyone looks for that on a day to day basis like we do. We understand that. Um. And when something like this happens on a mass scale, everyone gets to see the evilness of the world, but it's not always pointed directly at the person, it's pointed at maybe some of the things that they use. In this instance, it's guns. And so, it's not a, it's not a, oh, let's blame this 18-year-old kid, it's a, let's blame the guns. And and I think we just need to take a step back, and we just need to analyze some things, like one, 18-year-old kid probably very troubled home life um, probably didn't grow up in a great space obviously doesn't know the lord like there's some issues mentally heart issues whatever that ultimately led him to do these things it's not that he had a gun sitting there and the gun told him hey let's go let's go do xyz it's it's just a process and i think the issue isn't gun control i think the issue is if we want to go the mental health route, you know, like help these people um, mentally, um, catch them at a younger age. I feel like you can see those things. I feel like you can, I feel like you can point out troubled kids um, and begin to help them walk through that process. But ultimately, like it's a hard issue. Uh, we need Jesus more than ever, and and until we realize that, uh, I don't think this ever gets any better
0: yeah i I think what i struggle with right off the bat is that uh i struggle with comments that hey don't give your thoughts and prayers if you're not willing to do something okay i don't care where you are on the religious left prayer does work yeah prayer changes everything i don't understand there ever being a spot for a statement like I don't, don't issue your thoughts and prayers. Now's the time for action from believers, even on the religious left. Yeah. I don't understand a situation where, Hey, well, all we can do, uh, you know, whatever contact your, your lawmakers. This is not a time for thoughts and prayers. One, number two, I I have a trouble with someone who is now arguing for the protection of life saying this is senseless when literally just last week, the same people were okay with killing babies hours after birth. Yeah. I, I, I cannot reconcile myself to these two things. Uh, they can't either. Right? Steve Kerr argued two years ago after George Floyd. He argued, Steve Kerr is the coach of the Golden State Warriors. He argued for defunding the police. And he said there's no place for police officers in schools. Then two nights ago following the game, He argued, this is senseless. Why why aren't we doing anything about that? It is is a game for all of them. And anyone who's bought in, problems are often difficult. Solutions are often simple. However, you're never going to find the solution to something at 30,000 feet. You've got to find a micro level to find the solution here. And I hate on all sides of the aisle the arguments of broad brush brush strokes. Hey, it's a gun problem. Well, I also hate that, no, it's not a gun problem. I hate both those arguments. I don't think either are right. Uh, I hate the political ploy of Beto O'Rourke. I hate Joe Biden. I hate um, Barack Obama linking the uvalde school shooting to george floyd they are opportunists who are sucking every dollar and every moment of power that they can on both sides of it and there are a ton of i sent you this the numbers this week there are a ton of republicans too who voted to send 54 billion dollars to ukraine and you remember i sent you that number that said do you know there's eighteen thousand? I'm doing this from memory. Uh, there's. Did you text it to me. Yeah, there's there's something like maybe I sent to Leah. There's okay. eighteen thousand uh, something like eighteen thousand public schools in the country, something like that. Eighteen nineteen thousand public schools. If you take what you spent uh, on Ukraine, fifty four billion dollars went to Ukraine. Do you know what it would cost to put armed security at every single public school in this country? $3.9 billion. So I wrestle with people who want to send $54 billion to Ukraine but want to play politics with a border wall, who want to put a fence around the the capital, who want to ban visitors, who want to put barricades around the Supreme court following a ruling, but who don't want to protect our schools. You are all political opportunists Mm. and you don't care ultimately about the root cause because you cannot be pro abortion and pro protecting kids in schools. Mm. This is not possible. Uh, Listen to this. Tell me if you agree with this. This is what I heard as the definition of politics. I saw it this week. Politics is when people choose their words and actions based on how they want others to react rather than what they really think.
1: Mm. Say it one more time.
0: Politics is when people choose their words and actions based on how they want others to react rather than what they really think. Mm. This, to me, is what's playing out right now. And you know what? We're never gonna do. We're never gonna find a solution to this situation with playing politics. Mm. Let's run down a couple. What's one solution to gun violence that you hear? Give me one.
1: That I hear.
0: Yeah. What's one? They they say we could pass some laws. What are some of the Ban laws? AR-15s. Ban yeah. AR 15s Ban AR 15s Common common sense gun control. That's yeah. what they say. Okay. What does common sense gun control even mean? I I, I feel I would like that's say a toss up. It's a toss-up. They're intentionally not defining it. But just if we like were to just take what is common sense? Okay, yeah. what makes sense? Well, just a couple of things that come to my mind. What makes sense? Well, it makes sense for kids to be in stable homes. Yeah. Makes sense. makes sense. You mentioned his home life. There's been no report of mom or dad. The only person we know in his life is grandma, who he shot before going to the school. Yeah. Uh It makes sense for kids to be in decent families. It makes sense for kids to be in school. Yeah. What did we do for the last year and a half? We kept them out. Yeah. It makes sense for kids to be exposed to decent human beings. You know, it makes sense for kids to have access to education and supplies. It makes sense for kids to be protected. It makes sense for kids to be loved and appreciated. It makes sense for kids to be well fed. Like, don't don't at me with common sense when much of what we do in the educational system doesn't make common sense. Right. You're not the the state of Texas spent seventy-four million dollars on the state star testing. We you and I went through this. The $2,500 per teacher they've spent to go to reading labs. Like, this this isn't common sense use of funds if we truly cared about the protection of kids. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Raise the age limit. Right? You hear that? Why, why can an 18-year-old buy a gun? Well, what do you want to make it? I don't know. I bet they would say something like 21. Okay, 21. So at 21, you can drink. At 25, you can rent a car. At 18, you can join the military. They're trying to drop the voting age to 16. Which is stupid. But what have we been covering on this show that is really hot right now? And that is conversations with elementary school students about what? Their gender. Their gender. So we say, we say it's okay to have a gender fluidity conversation with a seven-year-old, but we think 18 is too young to own a gun. Mm. 18, you got to be 25 to rent a car. But you know what? Go ahead and drink alcohol at 21. Oh, but while we're at it, let's move the voting age to 16. Again, we're playing politics. Yeah. We're speaking with no consistency. None. Yeah. We are saying, hey, you can die for this country at eighteen years old, then you should be able to own a gun. And I would say you should be able to vote and drink and rent a car. We got if we're saying eighteen is the age of adulthood, we've got to find some consistency. Yeah. Don't come at me. What about uh oh, let's take the let's take the COVID line. What's the COVID line? If it saves one one life, life It was all worth it. It was all worth it. But we've literally just spent the last three weeks with people saying the quiet part out loud that they're not just okay with abortion. They're okay Ooh. with abortion Outside. up to yeah. the moment of birth and even in the hours and days afterwards. It's disgusting. So I, I look at it and I say, I don't understand where you say we've got to do something. Tell me what... John Gordon, you're reading through his books now. You haven't gotten to one of the good ones, which is the no complaining rule. Actually, I listened to it. I didn't read it. I listened to it. Okay. You can't complain without what? Bringing a solution. Bringing a solution. Joe Biden, Beto O'Rourke, they're all yelling and screaming. Anybody got a solution? Short of, we're going to take away all the guns. There's 320 million guns in the country. I mean, is it illegal for... You to own a gun underage? Yes. Is it illegal to own a gun if you've got a felony background? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's laws in place. Do you have to have a background check before you buy a gun? Yes. Yes. Do criminals obey laws? No. Like, hello, listener. Is there speed limits in this country? Do you still speed? Yeah, ask my mom. Sorry, <laughs> <hard>, mom. <laughs> i will be like... Eh.
1: I just, this is the whole argument every time, and people don't want to hear it, but it's like, evil doesn't stop.
0: There's no law to stop evil. But this is, you and I spent last podcast trying to argue about the evil. And there was a topic that we didn't get to, I told you I thought we could maybe circle everything up. There was another topic we didn't get to last week about masks. Yeah. What did I tell you I thought masks had done? Mm,
1: it It's given confidence, Right? Was that what it was? That what we're talking no, about? No, we've desensitized. desensitized. I said I felt like we've des- we no longer have that individual yes. touch. Yes.
0: Hey, we're behind a mask. I don't really know them. They don't really know me.
1: I can say what I want. I can yeah. do what I want.
0: So when we talk it, that's why I'm saying we we got to get out thirty thousand feet. Yeah. But we can't say it's all video games or it's yeah. all social media, but when we look at this this level, this inhumane level, this desensitization. Well, a desensitized person is someone who's okay with killing a newborn baby. Facts. 100%. So we've become so desensitized to killing and to death in general that, you know, I, I don't know. What, what, dr- what drives an 18-year-old to go into a classroom and kill 22 people, 19 fourth graders who were no doubt screaming for their lives— that's an individual who is broken who is evil don't mistake mental illness for evil yeah not all e- it's not all there's just some evil. people
1: just want it it's like it's like when you hear about the serial killers who grew up like idolizing other serial killers and it's like they want to be they it's like it's almost like they want their name in the lights and they want it for this reason And that's what I think about with this kid is there's no facts on it. And we'll probably never know what his home life was like. We'll probably never know just what was going on mentally with him. Um, But I can just imagine him idolizing other like mass shootings. And I can just imagine him thinking, man, I'm a nobody. But this would make me somebody. And it's like just that thought process of running through it and ultimately coming to the day where it's like, okay, well today's the day and he gets to the school and ultimately there's no pushback.
0: Well we don't know. We don't we don't know the situation at the school. I mean I just feel like I'm gonna try to give you let me tell you what I
1: think I mean, mean don't play devil's advocate. He dude got into a classroom he did. Easily. He did.
0: Maybe I mean maybe the door's open.
1: Dude's carrying freaking it's, AR. It's, an, wh- it's
0: the next to last day of school. I mean you know, I'm gonna throw something out there. If if uh, if we if it's too far off of a rabbit trail, pull me back here. Okay. What I continue to see, you see my notes here. I just jotted down. I jotted down every single statement that's been made in the conversation, and I'm trying to find what's the common theme. Okay. What I see, aside from evil, aside from sin, I'm just trying to be able to have a— sec- for our listeners out there, you try to be able to have a secular conversation with people you know. What I look at is I say, there's a failure of character.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And even more than that, there's a failure of leadership. Mm. Let's look at it all the way around. The key message of my graduation speech tonight is the word integrity. Integrity doesn't guarantee success in an immediate, but a lack of integrity always impacts you in the long term. Integrity is doing what's right versus what's convenient. When we look around today, can we point to one lawmaker who's doing what's convenient? Yeah, most of them. And so when I look at a failure of character, when I look at a failure of leadership, if I were to try to tie all this together, there's failure across the board. Put the broad stroke down, my liberal Christian friends, my emotional friends, listeners out there. Put the broad brush down and let's look at this on a micro level. There's failure of leadership. There's failure of leadership at the school level. I've been railing on this at my own kids' school all year. Yeah, yeah. Because the day after the shooting, first off, there's been three days since the shooting. All three days. There hasn't even been an administrator at drop-off. Why, why is there an administrator? There's now a police officer. He was there today and yesterday. Why is there an administrator not standing out? Why? Failure of leadership. Yeah. Why? Because everybody wants the title. Nobody wants the responsibility. Okay, so failure of leadership. How's there not a master key? How's there not better training? How's there not a response from law enforcement? All of these things. Those were just failures. It's okay to call it what it is. It's a failure of leadership. This is a young man. That seems to be a common theme with all these guys, doesn't it? Yeah. Young men. You and I work with young men. How many of them? If you were to take we had 100 football players. How many of the guys who you're getting close with have rock solid home lives that include or involve a really great dad in their life?
1: I would say less than 25%. Small. Maybe even 15%.
0: You know what that is? That's a failure of leadership because what have we been doing? Toxic masculinity, right? We've been attacking what it means to be a responsible male, a great dude. What sport has been under the most attack? The sport of football. Outside of maybe joining the military, what sport makes better boys into men? Yeah. Like what sport surrounds, there's 14 coaches at Franklin High School. What better place can guys be surrounded by Male role models, strong male role models. Coach Stidham, who I coach with in Tennessee, like one of the top five best male role models. I The fact that I had him and Coach Wilkins back-to-back, these dudes are like, they're cream of the crop, and you take these kids who come from hard home lives and for the bulk of a season, but what? We are destroying youth sports. We have professionalized youth sports. So now... You can't even just take – like my dad used to drive around town, find the kid playing at the park by himself, and be like, you, well, why aren't you playing whatever, whatever season it was. Well, my mom could afford it. I'll pay for you. Here you go. You're on our team. Right? We don't do that anymore. Why? Select ball costs $100 billion to play travel ball. Facts. And if you're not great enough, you're gone. Now we've got it in City League. We've got coaches. I had a situation this week where a coach – operated it's not worth getting into the story but she operated with a lack of integrity in order to win it's that's a failure of leadership yeah and so what do these young males need who are shooting these places up well they need the lord they need men in their life they need education in their life they need a hobby they need accountability. They need friendship. We are failing them at every twist and turn and we're not even beginning to see the consequences of the COVID situation on what, you know, the number that shocked everybody was the um, uh, oh suicide numbers out of middle school students, right? This There's always been kind of mental health struggles for high school students, but to see it go, okay, well, we don't even know the consequences that are gonna come out of that. Yeah guess what? That's a failure of leadership. We we spent $54 billion in Ukraine. We can't secure the southern border. We're sending bukus of money. The money that they approve for COVID relief, they can't even find ways to spend it all. And meanwhile, our teachers and law enforcement are two of the lowest paid people in society. And our schools brag with giant signs on the door, gun-free zone. Which tells an active shooter what? Come on in. Come for it. Like, you know what that is? That's a failure of leadership. Yeah. Across the board, when I look at the process of pulling dads out of homes, you know, I say it when I preach on the family, right? The family's under attack because the family is the foundation of society. And you can say that marriage... Biblical marriage, you can say, man, that's a, your opinion is biblical. You you're, you can't have that in a secular conversation. Well, I will point to what we see in the world today and say, hey, there's a reason that God lined it out for there to be a dad and for there to be a mom because it just works that way. Yeah. And, you know, I know every shooter is a little bit different but you want to talk about get solutions at some point politicians on both sides quit saying, and I'm talking about a lot of people out there. i got some really good friends who posted things like, don't come at me with your thoughts and prayers. If you're, you're prepared to hold tight to your guns. Well, the reason we have guns is so we didn't end up like Australia during COVID. Yeah. So again, you can't paint it at 30,000 feet problems are hard but solutions are often simple. There's a lot of places to d- drill down. There's a lot of places that we could resource that. And um who knows, right? Maybe we're dangerously wrong. Maybe. But, uh I would say that if you um if you doubt, hey, we we are in a leadership character vacuum in our country today and What's happening is our kids are facing the consequences of that, and you saw that with uh, with so many things, and the senseless tragedy in, in Uvalde is a, a piece of that. Now, there's this is a there's a whole separate conversation on the logistical pieces of what it looks like to secure the school, and so. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's something you could work on getting lined up for us. I think that would be a fun conversation to have. And we, right. we could have that uh, anonymously with those guys. But uh, hey, you're in charge of school resource officers. What does this look like? What are some things? Let's see if we could get that lined up. That may be a fun conversation. Sure. We don't know the facts, but, but the facts are the facts of how the shooting took place, I think are not near as significant as the facts about why these things are taking place. And to say gun control that's a political statement. And to say, I would say, and you, you said it too, and I, I don't, guns don't kill people, people kill people. That's a political statement too. Yeah. Okay? So I think what you can appreciate, whether you agree with us or disagree with us, I hope what you appreciate is we don't mind calling out anyone who's wrong, no matter where you're at. Right. Okay? And I dropped my kids off at a school today in a town very similar to Uvalde, who... Last week we had a situation here didn't we? Yeah.
1: No. I think it was like a it was like it was on Monday. Yeah, middle school kid calls in a was it a bomb threat or a shooting threat? It was just a threat. They, uh, said something that triggered them to believe the worst and so elementary, middle and high lockdown.
0: Correct, lockdown. Police everywhere. Police everywhere. And know what I thought was so interesting is that day at pickup Every school had a police presence, but the next day was there a police presence? No. Now there's a shooting. You no know more than I do. Now there's a shooting. You live. You literally live next know, to the elementary like, school.
1: Everyone's gone by the time I'm walking out the door.
0: You mean by the time you wake up? That's not true. Police presence now. Why? Because you you and I talk about this all the time. We are so reactionary. Yeah. We need some leaders who are proactive. Failure of leadership, failure of character. It's in the world today, it's hard to be in leadership. You and I talked a little bit about that as we drove to Waco on Wednesday, was, hey, when a leader leaves and you begin to see, hey, we often don't respect the leader's job that much until you kind of are, are without him for a season. Leadership's really, really hard, and it's not for everyone. I think we all want the title, but none of us want the responsibility. We're praying for the families of Uvalde, It's a heartbreaking situation. Anyone who says don't offer up your thoughts and prayers is wrong. They don't know the power of prayer. They don't know the power of God to comfort people. I've seen some of those videos of parents wanting to get in the school so bad and not understanding why police wouldn't enter the building. It's a conversation for another day. Hopefully we can have that conversation this week. We look forward to bringing it to you next week. Um, Big changes out there. We'll continue to keep you posted half the uh, dangerously wrong show in the process of getting to Colorado. For now, we are still in the heart of Franklin, Texas. And maybe today what you've heard was dangerously wrong, but maybe, just maybe, it's dangerously right. You decide. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.